the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, happy Friday, for goodness sake. We've finally gotten there. Kathy Emmons from the Word FM studios, John Hall, still on vacation. Today, I didn't get a photograph of the beach, which, to be honest with you, I mean, I always like to hear from John, but, you know, I, I had a lot going on today. I had a, uh, several rough things to get through. And so I don't know if the beach picture would have helped me, but I was without it today. Anyway, we're missing John. Hope he's having a terrific time away. Uh, but we have a great Friday show ahead for us today. In our five o'clock hour, uh, we have things to do in Pittsburgh this weekend. Uh, plus, it's National Guacamole Day. We have the Week in Review, where I'll talk about what we uh, conversations that made me think, uh, some music I liked, what I was eating, watching, all that sort of thing. Uh, we'll talk about the fact that apparently just one hour of extra sleep each night can lead to better eating habits. Mm-hmm. Also, Amy Shearing from the Women's Choice Network in Pittsburgh is going to talk to us about what it's been like in a post-Roe versus Wade world. Very much looking forward to that conversation. Um, also in today's show, the states with the most confrontational drivers. You'll find out where Pennsylvania fits on that national list. And my good friend Karen Swallow Pryor will be with me in just a little bit. We'll talk about evangelical Christian friendship. Is it too much to ask that Christian men and Christian women can just be friends. I mean, is that like some like mountain that's too tall to climb? Anyway, Karen and I will talk about that in just a little bit. Also, the importance of introducing awe, A-W-E, into your world. That and much more coming up on today's show. Um, it is Friday, and that means that, and I don't know if I told you about this, Gary, but of course your weekend has begun. <laughs> That's half hearted at best. <laughs> There's one guy who's happy about it. <laughs> He's a person we keep like trapped under the desk in uh, the other studio. We just let him out on Fridays to make that sound. Anyway, thank you. Excellent. Those are all the other people. That's our live studio audience. Anyway, before we get any further along, Gary, would you please give us the top four at four? Thank you for that music. For Friday, September 16th, it is already 2022. Let us begin with number one. The extremely long line to see Queen Elizabeth II lying in state is at capacity, the UK government said this morning. At that point, the line stretched 4.9 miles. 
Now, at this time of day, it even stretches further, and the government is now estimating the wait would be at least 24 hours. That's 24 hours of standing in line. Thousands of people from across the world are set to arrive in the UK to attend Queen Elizabeth's state funeral on Monday. The guest list for the service includes around 500 foreign dignitaries, including about 100 heads of state, which makes for a massive security challenge. Now, the UK has plenty of experience organizing this sorts of thing, because you remember the royal weddings, right? But according to today's CBS News, the Queen's funeral is reportedly bringing with it the most complex security operation London has ever undertaken. About 10,000 police officers and 1,500 military personnel have already been deployed, including armed police, which is unusual in the UK, as most police there don't carry guns and of course you would know that if you watched bbc mysteries and cop shows like i do the funeral will be held at westminster abbey in the heart of london and of course that capital is filled with historic buildings and weirdo narrow irregular streets it's not a tidy grid like manhattan or even the huge avenues of washington dc westminster abbey also sits directly across the street from the british houses of parliament just down the road from number 10 downing street um, but going into all of that, the president and the first lady both will attend, along with crowned royalty from other European nations, the Japanese emperor, and, of course, other members of Britain's own royal family. Number two, a state lawmaker who has publicly shared his struggles with alcoholism wants to enlist the help of state liquor stores and restaurants and bars that serve liquor as tools to help individuals like him in recovery. Representative Matt Dowling, a Republican from Fayette, introduced legislation that would allow individuals to voluntarily exclude themselves from being able to buy alcohol from any state-licensed establishment in Pennsylvania. The 37-year-old lawmaker compares the proposed exclusion list to one that the Pennsylvania Gaming Control Board has for problem gamblers. An individual could request to be excluded from the ability to purchase alcohol. No one could do this for another individual. It has to be done by the person. Dowling said, quote, it's not like I want to bar people from access to alcohol. I just want to give alcoholics another tool in their tool belt. So I think it's common sense. That's from today's trip. Number three. A parking lot carjacking in Fort Walton Beach, Florida, was prevented this week and has made national news. Armed with a stick, a man allegedly approached a woman in a parking lot outside a restaurant as she was getting a baby out of the car and demanded her keys, grabbing them from her waistband, and tried to take the car, but... Not so fast because a Chick-fil-A employee, Michael Gordon, intervened after hearing the woman scream. In a video, Michael Gordon is seen wrestling the suspect to the ground, pinning him until help arrives. At one point, the suspect punches him, but Michael Gordon was undeterred, ended up not seriously injured, according to the sheriff. The local Chick-fil-A Facebook page identified him and called him a hero, and everyone's super proud of him. He's worked at Chick-fil-A for the last 14 years. Even local authorities are lauding the young man. The sheriff said it expects that Michael Gordon will receive some sort of award for his actions. That's from CBS. And number four, it's been a while since I've had some weird animal news for you, but you won't be disappointed today because bartender Cindy Smith said she was serving drinks at the Matic Bar in North Dakota last week when a local resident brought not a friend in with her, but a raccoon during happy hour. There were about 10 people in the saloon at the time. Cindy, the bartender, said that the woman... Uh, was asked to leave, but instead she took Rocket the raccoon around the bar to show all the customers. 
The woman eventually departed with the animal after about five minutes. However, in an alert issued Tuesday, North Dakota's Health and Human Services Department is asking anyone who may have been bitten or had contact with the raccoon's saliva to seek medical care because they think he has rabies. Matic is a town of about 500 people, located about 85 miles from the Canadian border, said the bartender. I have no idea what she was thinking. And that is your top four. <laughs> four. Can you imagine being in a bar and some lady walks in with a raccoon? That's a great story. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Anyway, so tons of people were sending rabies shots to North Dakota, even as we speak. Coming up next, Dr. Karen Swallow-Pryor will be with me. Can men and women in a Christian contest, can they just be friends? We'll talk about it next on The Ride Home. 101.5 WORD. As the war in Ukraine drags on, innocent refugee families are in desperate need of food. Food for the Poor has sent millions of meals already, but more are needed. You can make a huge difference answering these families' prayers and pleas for food. 25 cents sends one meal to Ukraine, so a gift of $100 will send 400 meals. Please give your best gift now. Just text Send Hope, all one word, to 91999. Text Send Hope to 91999, and we'll send you a link to give. Or click the Help Ukraine banner at wordfm.com. Wouldn't it be great to work in a place that makes a positive impact on the people, businesses, and churches around you? That place exists. I know because I work there. My name is Cassie, and I'm the digital marketing specialist with Salem Media Group in Pittsburgh. Right now, 101.5 Word FM and Salem Surround have an opening for one talented salesperson to join our team. Is that you? We'll bring the training. You just bring the talent. An understanding of digital marketing and some direct sales experience will definitely help you stand out. What are you waiting for? Take the first step to a career that is challenging, rewarding, and helps to create terrific results for our amazing customers. Join the sales team at Salem Media Group Pittsburgh. Email your resume to brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. That's brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media Group is an equal opportunity employer. Pumpkins, 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 and more pumpkins. Pumpkins are what the Springhouse is thinking about this time of year. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, and we love sharing our farm with you during this beautiful time of year. We've got all kinds of fun planned for you and your family to be able to spend the whole day on our farm. Pumpkin patch hay rides, a petting zoo, giant square bale stack and pipes for sliding, a hay maze and a corn maze, pumpkin picking right out of the field, old time games under a tent up on the hill, and lots more. And when you get hungry, of course, we have great eats inside, too, with lots of pumpkin creations. Pumpkin pie, pumpkin cookies, pumpkin bread, pumpkin custard, and even pumpkin black bean chili. Every October Saturday features a family-friendly meal, and October Sundays feature our 4-H hog roast with all the fixins. Plan to spend a memory-making day on the farm at the Springhouse in 84 PA, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. Critical race theory. Is it critical or corrupting? Prominent Christian leaders fall into both camps. If the debate has left you confused and questioning, Rocky Springs Church presents a CRT conference Saturday, September 24th in Harrisville, PA, within 10 minutes of Grove City that examines the history of CRT, how we got here, is it compatible with the gospel, and where do we go from here? Register at crtconference.rockyspringschurch.org, crtconference.rockyspringschurch.org. 
and women just be friends? I mean, when Harry Burns asked Sally Albright that, at first he said no, men and women couldn't be friends. And then later on in the movie, they became friends. But then they ended up not being friends. So I guess the answer to when Harry met Sally is the fact that women, men can't be friends, can't just be friends. But I don't buy it. If I if I bought that, I couldn't work where I do. I wouldn't have the friends that I have. I'd be living a different kind of life. And so when I hear the Billy Graham rule employed, and we'll talk about that in just a minute, I think, you know what? I know, I know for sure that that had good intentions, but I think the unintended consequences are something that's bad for everybody. Karen Swallow-Prior is with me. She's a research professor of English and Christianity and Culture at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary, author of a whole bunch of books, including On Reading Well, Finding the Good Life Through Great Literature. Karen, welcome back. Hey, Kathy, great to be with you. I guess it's just us girls today. It is. It is. And it might, I don't know if it's better. John's on the beach. So whatever I can do to salvage some sort of joy, you know, in relation to what he's doing, I feel good about it, Karen. <laughs> well, hopefully I can be some sort of substitute. You're, you're, beach. <laughs> listen, you're no, you're no substitute. You're the, you're the number one person I was interested in looking uh, and being able to talk to today because this is an issue, men and women as friends, Karen, which um, I think about a lot simply because I have more friends who are men than friends who are women because of the industry I work in, just the kind of person I am probably. Um, and so when I hear the Billy Graham rule put in, I think, you know what, that's not helping anybody. Okay, but let's back up. For people listening, they're thinking, I've never, I don't even know what that is. Talk about the Billy Graham rule and how you saw it put into your life in particular at the end of this conference that you went to. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the Billy Graham rule has a very specific origin, and you can find it on the on the website for Billy Graham Ministries, and it involves uh, Billy Graham, someone trying to trap him by having, like, a naked or scantily dressed woman appear at his hotel door in hopes that the media would get get a picture of it and, you know, and create a scandal, which, of course, that's, that's a very scary thing, but that caused him and his um, team, his associates, to develop some rules for accountability. Um, he was very high profile, had to be very cautious, uh, could certainly understand some of the, the precautions he had to take being on the road all the time. But somehow that rule that was for him in that very unique situation, not very many people are as famous and vulnerable as Billy Graham was, um, have a transform that into kind of a rule like that, that they can't be alone with a woman in a car or over a meal, I guess in an office, I don't know. Um, a lot of pastors adopt this. Um, I think it's, you know, it's something popular within um, evangelical Christian circles, which is, you know, that reflects my life. So it's something that uh, comes up in my life. Um, but that's, that's, and there are different variations, um, but basically it's people kind of um, translating something that was very specific to Billy Graham in his life and kind of applying it very broadly in their own lives today. So Karen, when you decided that you needed a ride to the airport after a conference you went to, um, talk about what happened. 
Well, I was at a conference and actually, you know, because I was a speaker, everything was taken care of, my transportation, my housing and so forth. And so so I just go with the flow. And um, and in, in this case, the person taking me to the airport was a young man and he was in seminary and he was not supposed to be alone with a woman. And there was another speaker, female speaker that had to go to the airport and our flights were several hours apart. He had no one to go with him. And so I was just asked to go early, several hours early, um, so that he wouldn't be alone in the car with a woman and who happened to be in her 60s or 70s <laughs> and old enough to be his grandmother. I was old enough to be his mother. And, you know, I, I just went. It was fine. I took a book. I take books with me. Um, but it just it really just it's one of several instances where I've experienced it. That's probably the most dramatic one. Um, but it just made me think through all of it like it's just good grief because i that's all the usually i go to conferences and people pick you know a man comes and picks me up and takes me to the university where i'm speaking and it's not an issue so uh I want to make sure in my, uh, you know, as I roll my eyes about this, that it really does come from a good place. And I appreciate people who are looking, they don't want to, they don't want to mess up, right? And they don't want to put themselves in a vulnerable position or put someone else in a vulnerable position. And so, you know, kudos to them for that. Um, But you say something in your article for Religion News Service. You said um, that you hoped at some point in his training, this young man would receive discipleship that would help him relate to his siblings in Christ in ways that are more biblical than Victorian, more Pauline than pornified, and more Christ-like than cultural. So can we talk about the first thing you said, Karen, about more biblical than Victorian? What do you mean by that? Yeah, well, I actually, coincidentally, we didn't talk about this, but I just finished a book um, that will be out next year where I really do unpack sort of uh, among you know, other things, but a lot of how contemporary American evangelicalism has inherited so much from Victorian culture of the 19th century, and there are reasons for that that I talk about in the book. But but so much of what we assume is is being a good Christian is very much cultural, and specifically um, Victorian culture, which emphasized purity, it emphasized the separate spheres between men and women and public and private lives. And the Billy Graham rule is, comes directly from that kind of mindset because it doesn't it, it doesn't exist in a world where men and women work together or where women professors have male students that they talk to um, and teach and, and meet with in their office. I mean, it's just a completely different world where women are just peripheral to men um, and, you know, and, and pose risks and dangers as opposed to the world where, well, you, you describe, I mean, you work with a man every day, you work with many men every day, as do I, um, and we simply couldn't even do our jobs if we had to worry about being mm-hmm. caught alone for a few minutes with someone. Right. So this idea of um, of being uh, more Victorian than biblical, I think, I think is something, I mean, it's gotten a lot of conversation in the last two or three years. I think it deserves a little more and more mainstream circles because it's a challenge to us. I think a lot of the times the segregation that we see between men and women in the church is, is linked back. To, well, the reason we're doing that is because we're trying to be biblical. Um, and, but, but yet the idea that the scripture shows us, it really is different than that. Um, so, so talk about some instances in scripture, Karen, that you see that make you think, wait a minute, this, this is not the way God intended men and women to act in the church. 
Well, of course, the language that we hear and read in the New Testament about the way that the church family is to operate is is as brothers and sisters in Christ. It's a family model. Um, and so, and we see that in the life of, of Jesus, in, in his friendship with, with Mary and Martha. Um, he was friends with their brother Lazarus as well, um, but the real closeness was between Mary and Martha. Um, even Mary Magdalene, who is just, you know, she, she appears throughout um, the life of Jesus at, at pivotal moments, and so she clearly was close enough to him to, to follow him. Uh, there were apostles who were women. There were, there were friendships between men and women. Priscilla and Aquila were friends with with, uh, with with Paul, very close friends. Um, and so these aren't necessarily one-on-one relationships, uh, that, that, you know, that perhaps married people would not want to have, but they are deep abiding friendships, and there doesn't seem to be a lot of nervousness about, um, about whether or not, I mean, I mean, Jesus spent time with, with, you know, with fallen women and with, with others. And, um, so we don't see any, any, um, reflection of, of that kind of anxiety in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there has to be that heightened level of anxiety that we see in a lot of public Christian spaces. I'm talking to Dr. Karen Swallow Pryor. She's research professor of English and Christianity and culture at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. She's got a new book coming out next year, which we'll talk about um, before we finish the segment. But I do also want to highlight cultural engagement. This is a great book, A Crash Course in Contemporary Issues, that she's the co-editor of. Um Karen, what about uh, your day-to-day life? So you are a professor. You're also an in-demand speaker. You do a ton of writing. Um, how would what's your situation with with working with men? Uh, how do you approach that? Do you have to have a plan in place before you go to an atmosphere with which you're not familiar? Well, that, that's the thing. I really don't have that. Kind. I mean, there, there are plans in terms of travel and transportation and, and, and those things, but it's not not generally something that um, that depend that where we work out whether it's a man or a woman and, and, and so forth. I mean, for most professional women like me are going into environments where it's primarily men anyway. So if if, if a woman was required. Um, there might not be one available to chaperone or to, to be the person picking me up. And, of course, um, you know, teaching students, meeting in an office. I mean, there are also just common sense um, principles that should apply to all of us. Um, that's why, you know, if we go to offices, there are usually windows and doors, mm-hmm. um, and, and those, those are there for good reasons. Um, and, you know, ha- grabbing a coffee or a quick lunch with um a colleague of the opposite sex is not the same thing as having a romantic candlelit dinner um, or doing these things routinely. So it's really just a matter of being professional and friendly and treating one another as we would want to be treated. Karen, what do you think is at the root of the fear part of it? Um, I, I, again, I, I do think it comes from a healthy place. I think there's a there's an idea of, you know, I am I want to be humble. I want to realize that I'm a fallen person and that I could fall myself or bring somebody else down. I get that. I respect that. But to me, the fear um, element is, is a step beyond that. And I'm not sure where mm-hmm. that comes from. Do you have any ideas? Well, I actually have a lot of ideas. <laughs> I think some of it is that I, I think many people are just simply taught this. 
and it's it's assumed that this is a good idea with people really not reflecting on it or thinking about how it would apply in various situations. So it becomes a rule um, that then, you know, often contradicts common sense. Um, I do think, especially because so many pastors, you know, use this rule, um, pastors are particularly vulnerable. They need to be careful, especially, you know, if if they are, um, because their ministries depend Mm -hmm. on their integrity, and if they're counseling women or meeting women, they have to be cautious. They have to have safeguards. Um, But that's harder and better than having, you know, a hard and fast rule that's so black and white about not being alone with a woman. So I think, I think the desire and the need to be to protect yourself to protect others um, is good uh, and you just have to develop virtue and practices that are nimble enough to meet the needs of the people that you serve um, and don't put the rules first and another another thing that has come up is a, a lot of people will mention um, the biblical injunction to you know to, to not um, to avoid the appearance of something that is bad, and and I agree with that. We we should not um, be a stumbling block or or look like something is going on. But I would say we should we should not be in a place where we think that having a coffee or a lunch with someone in the opposite sex is reproachable or is you know something mm-hmm. that looks bad. It shouldn't. We shouldn't even think it looks bad. Most people who are having affairs aren't doing that at Starbucks or Applebee's. Karen Swallow-Pryor is with me. She's a professor. She's a writer. She's a speaker. Karen, I need to take a break. When we come back uh, in just a couple minutes, I want to ask you about uh, the sexualized culture that we all know that we live in. How much is that affecting us and maybe how little we are affecting it? We'll talk about that next. This is the Friday edition of The Ride Home. I'm Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, and I'm still mad at timeshare companies. For over a decade, I've been fighting to clean up the timeshare industry by getting folks out of bad timeshares. But after all those battles, I'm still asked, how do they sell timeshares for $25,000 when they're available online for only a dollar? Here's how they do it. They lie. They tell you things like, timeshare's a great investment. You can go anywhere, anytime, or your maintenance fees will never go up. Everything they do to get you to sign a timeshare agreement is part of a well-planned trap. If you've ever been held hostage at a timeshare presentation and bought, Wesley Financial Group is here to help. To date, we've canceled timeshares for over 16,000 families. And I guarantee you this, we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call now for your free timeshare cancellation guide, 800-226-8833. That's 800-226-8833. 800-226-8833. As the war on Ukraine stretches into six months, the needs of displaced and refugee families continue to grow. We cook on open fires under shelling and bombs just because if you don't, you will have nothing to eat. Millions are still homeless, waiting for an end to the fighting so they can figure out what comes next. They remain in desperate need of essentials, including food. Since March, Food for the Poor and our ministry partners have shipped more than 10 million meals to displaced families. These meals have been distributed through pastors and refugee assistance centers throughout Ukraine and surrounding countries, and the help is gratefully received. But the need for food is ongoing. So will you please consider giving a generous gift right now? Each meal costs just 25 cents, so a little goes a long way. $50 will provide 200 meals. $150 sends 600. Please give your most compassionate
compassionate gift now. Text Send Hope, all one word, to 91999. Text Send Hope, all one word, to 91999, and we'll send you a link to give. Or click the Help Ukraine banner at wordfm.com. Looking for a second income, a great way to give back to your community? Consider NAMS Transportation, providing safe transportation to Northern Allegheny and Pittsburgh seniors for over 40 years, offering flexible day, evening, and weekend schedules. Perfect for retirees. Van drivers start at $17 an hour. Sedan drivers at $14 an hour. Plus, part-time drivers get a $2,000 signing bonus. Must be 25 or older. No CDL required. Call 412-406-8611 today. Want to say big on new blinds? Blindster.com offers custom-made blind shades and shutters shipped directly to you at prices less than big box retailers. Shop Blindster now and save 45% off any order. Just use code RADIO. Offer ends soon. Shop today. Blindster.com. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. We'll see patchy clouds for tonight. Expect patchy late night fog as well with a low of 57. A blend of sun and clouds for tomorrow. We'll see patchy morning fog, then a beautiful afternoon and a beautiful start to the weekend, a high 82. Mostly clear tomorrow night, low 62. Partly sunny Sunday with patchy morning fog, then turning warm with a high of 82. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. I've had this radio show with John Hall for the last, I don't know, I think it's about 12 years. And uh, over that amount of time, I, you know, he and I have spent countless, countless hours together, countless hours on the phone, texting, all of that sort of thing. Um, now, John is a good friend of my husband's. His wife is a good friend of mine. We're actually in the same small group, which I know is weird, but it's just the way it is. We were in the same small group. It's just been a long time. Anyway. The long and the short of it is, if we uh, employed a rule that a lot of churches employ, which is that men and women can never be alone, we could never do this show. Um, and But even more than that, we would never be the kind of friends we have become over the years. And that, I think, is the is the thing I grieve most about when we talk about these issues. When men and women needlessly segregate themselves one from another, they miss out on the opportunity for real abiding friendships that do not have to be sexual. They can just be friendships between people who love Jesus, who are different, who have different interests or the same interests or who make each other laugh or someone who inspires you, someone who can teach you something about who Jesus is that you would never have known before, who's had a different life experience. And we're really, I think, I think we're cutting each other off unnecessarily because of our fear that we're going to fall sexually. I'm talking to Dr. Karen Swallow Pryor. She's research professor of English and Christianity and culture at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. Um, Karen, I know you have known John and I for a long time. I mean, we spend countless uh, amounts of time together and have over the years, and we both changed as a result of the other. I mean, we have an abiding friendship, and that, I guess I just want to say publicly, that's a thing that can exist. And you got, and your friendship has blessed many people, um, your listeners, your guests, and so I'm thankful for it. Yeah, so it's one of those things that, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm grateful to be able to model that, not that I wanted to or set out to do that. It's just a kind of thing that's happened. But I do grieve the fact that people 
will miss out on that by thinking that they can't be a, a woman can't be friends with that guy or that guy can't be friends with that woman. Um, the other thing I want to say, Karen, is that um, in a in a professional setting, if a woman is excluded from meeting with her boss who might be a man one on one. All of a sudden, that woman is completely sidelined from what else is going on in an office. Um, and that is something I, I guess I also just want to say, if men are listening to this program and they think, you know, what's the big deal? Um, it really is a big deal if you are treated completely differently than the men that you work with. Um, now, Karen, exactly. you... Yeah. And so you and I have, have both worked a lot for many years in Christian situations. Um how many like talk about good experiences you have had uh like i've had with john my boss gary actually all the men i work with i'm the only woman in our department uh in programming here and i've been treated really wonderfully since the moment i walked in here over almost 15 years ago uh talk about good experiences you've had karen to kind of i don't know give us some hope for the future Oh, you know, I mean, most of my experiences have been good. In fact, I, I, I the first time I was sort of confronted with the Billy Graham rule uh, some years ago at, with one colleague um, who didn't want to get a ride with me from one end of campus to the other, and it just kind of surprised me, um, I, I, I was oblivious to it because, I mean, my, in my first, um, one of my very first professional jobs, I was... Um, uh, an administrator at a Christian high school, and I, the church assigned me a male secretary, and they crammed us into a room that was really even small for one person. But that's, you know, we were <laughs> on a shoestring budget, and we were getting by, and and I worked in close quarters with this with this man alone most of the day. And so, um, so even in the Christian context, I really was oblivious, thankfully, to this most of the time. And and I actually wonder. I do think that as the church becomes more divided and polarized over the past few years, I think that that there are more extreme versions of this rule or more vocalization of it that are emerging mm. just because our times are so stressed and, and fractured. Um, and so that's why, I, you know, there it really is no one-size-fits-all, but we have to approach this whole issue thoughtfully, biblically, graciously, uh, flexibly, because everyone is in different circumstances, and, and, and we have to respect those as well. Um, but just to unthinkingly adopt a rule like this and say this is biblical and this is what wisdom, that's not being um, thoughtful at all. Mm-hmm. Karen, talk about your new book project. Um, I guess it's on this topic. <laughs> well, it, 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 it it's not on this top. It's on the broadly speaking, sort of not just assuming things are biblical or Christian um, when they actually are more cultural and specifically mm. Victorian. So the, the book is um, called "The Evangelical Imagination: How Stories, Images, and Metaphors Created a Culture in Crisis." Um, and so this would be an example of one sort of story or image that we have when men and women should not be alone together, um, that we just sort of assume and adopt without thinking about its history or its implications. Um, that's not something that I cover in the book, but I cover lots and lots of ideas and images and narratives like that that have taken hold and kind of look at their history and what's good about them, uh, you know, why they, they originated, the good reasons, but, and then maybe how they go too far or get distorted or just don't... Um, aren't the wisest um, approach to take. So, Karen, when people hear this, they, you know, some people might think, oh, no, Karen's a lib. Karen's, 
Karen's lost her conservative principles. She's fallen off the left side. Um, but it's actually not that. Um, talk about the, the difference between like going down a progressive uh, progressive path uh, theologically and trying to get back biblically to what was originally intended. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that much of what we call conservatism today, whether it's you know, political conservatism or what we think is theological conservatism is in many instances a reaction to something liberal or progressive that's going on. Um, and that's not necessarily, you know, a reaction to the other side is not necessarily going to land us in a, in a biblical, scriptural, or wise place. And that's why, you know, I mean, we're human beings. We're going to react. We're going to respond to the culture. Um, I get that. But we really do have to go back to to the scripture, it's so much harder to treat one another like brothers and sisters, even in the in the face of our our failures, our fallenness, and temptations. Because married people do get tempted and attracted to other people. Newsflash! Um, but we are we still are supposed to treat one another like brothers and sisters, as opposed to like committing incest, which is what that would be metaphorically. So, um, so the onus is on us to cultivate Christ-likeness, uh, you know, we still have to recognize our limitations, and, and but that's not where we're supposed to rest. We're supposed to continue to grow and be sanctified um, and follow that biblical model. The new book is called The Evangelical Imagination. I've been talking to author Dr. Karen Swallow Pryor. Karen, I'm super excited about the book. Give me the subtitle. Um, How Stories, Images, and Metaphors Created a Culture in Crisis. The bad news is it's not out until next July. <laughs> okay, so it's July of 23. Yep. Okay, well, I'm still excited. My excitement can go on for a long time. I'll be just fine with that. Karen, I'm grateful for the time you set aside to talk to us today. Um, I always love to read what you write, whether it's something pithy on Twitter or something longer like a book. So thanks for all your good work. Well, thanks for having me. It's always fun to talk to you, Kathy. Check out Dr. Karen Swallow Pryor on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is. And please check out one of her great books, including on reading well, finding the good life through great literature. WORD. Propaganda, lawlessness, violence. Seems to me there's big trouble ahead. That's Alan Jackson with a warning. You could have access to all of Alan Jackson's messages by winning an Apple iPad Air, plus hard copies of his books. To enter, log on to our station website, keyword trouble. When you log on, you'll receive a free download of a chapter from his new book, Big Trouble Ahead. Register now at wordfm.com slash trouble. You've all helped build MyPillow into this amazing company. And now, Mike Lindell, inventor and CEO, wants to give back exclusively to his listeners. Hey, this is John Hall. The Percale and Giza Dream Bed Sheet sets are available in a variety of colors and sizes, and they're all on sale for as low as $29.98 with our listener promo code. Order now, because when they're gone, they're gone. The Percale and Giza Dream Sheets are breathable and have a cool, crisp feel. These come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. 
Don't miss out on this incredible offer. There's a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code WORD. This offer will not last long, so order now with promo code WORD at MyPillow.com for this radio-exclusive offer on all bed sheets. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. I think we can all agree that every moment at Eden shaped us and impacted who we are right now. The faith modeled by teachers at Eden Christian Academy has a profound impact on students' lives. We carry with us more than the academics, but a strong, Christ-centered foundation. I would just like to thank my teachers, my mentors, my family members, and my friends who have done the best they could to help me in this next phase of my life. Eden Christian Academy, enrolling pre-K through 12th grade at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Bachman's Roofing and Solar is your local award-winning roofer. Stop waiting. It's time to inspect your roof and protect your home's number one asset. With no interest and no payment financing for 12 months, Bachman's Roofing is your easy choice for roofing, gutters, and solar. Did you know Bachman's Roofing is one of the number one GAF solar integrated roofing installers in the USA? Go with Bachman's. Go with solar and install the roof that pays for itself. Call 412-744-8390 or visit bachmansroofing.com. In those days, ten men from all the nations will take hold of the garment of a Jew and say, We want to go with you, for we know that God is with you. Join Messianic Jewish evangelist Rabbi Kurt Schneider as he shares authentic teaching from the Old and New Testaments, unfolding revelation today for your brighter tomorrow on Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Monday through Friday at 1.30 p.m. here on 101.5 Word FM. About three years ago, I was in Europe uh, for a uh, two-week trip, and on my very last night there, I was in this little town, uh, Marburg in Germany, and uh, Europe was experiencing a, a uh, maybe 14 consecutive days of heat, um, but it was particularly pronounced in the part of Germany that we were in. So um, I went out at night uh, alone. Marburg is a little uh, college town. It's a really spectacular little gem, and it's located on a on a mountainside. And it was maybe 1030 at night, and my obligations were done. And I went out by myself, and I was sitting in the town square, and um, it was hot. It was maybe, I mean, at 1030, it was probably 85 degrees. It was super hot. But there's a lovely fountain in the middle of the square that was built in the 16th century, the earliest parts of the 16th century. And I'm just sitting there alone looking at the cobblestones and thinking about the millions of feet that have trod on that and looking around at the buildings that were there. Everything is so old. There. I mean, it's just really wonderful. And as I sat there, I closed my eyes and I was listening to all the people who were sitting around me and they were all speaking different languages. There was a couple behind me that was speaking Spanish, European Spanish. Um, there were uh, there was a group of four people that were speaking French uh, that were ahead of me to my left. There were a bunch of people speaking German. There wasn't any English uh, that night, but and a lot of other things I couldn't identify. And I was just so amazed that night being alone, known only to God at that point. You know, nobody else around there knew who I was. And I thought, this is 
um, I felt awe. I felt it, it's amazing to be in a place that's so far away from what you know and what you understand and to have no one around you know who you are and to just know that you're there, you're there with God. And it's such it's such a beautiful moment. Well, that feeling of awe, A-W-E, was written about in today's Washington Post. Experiencing awe, the article says, is associated with lower stress and inflammation levels and a higher sense of meaning and connection. Now, you might not be awed by a small little town in Germany. Um, you might be. I remember the first time I saw a volcano. I thought that was Incredible. The first time I saw the Pacific Coast, uh, the first time I went to Maine, um, the, when I saw the Grand Canyon. I mean, those are things, those are awe inspiring moments. You might feel that way about when you saw your first child, um, maybe when you traveled and you were a mountain climber, maybe it's when you learned how to speak a different language, whatever it is, that feeling of awe has two fundamental components, say researchers who study it. It's a response to encountering something more vast, more complex and mind blowing than we had thought about before. It induces a change in how we see the world, producing, quote, little earthquakes in the mind. So the article goes on to say that the way we navigate the world is that we learn to expect what's coming. And so we know that when the elevator doors open, we're going to be on our floor and we're going to step out. Or, you know, when we leave work at the end of the day, we're going to click the button on our key fob and our door is going to become unlocked. And you know what I mean? And so we don't have to think about every little decision of the day because we know what to expect. But awe shocks us out of that norm. And something extraordinary can make us feel small and not in a bad way. Because by adulthood, the article says, we move through the world. We're immersed in our own concerns. We have minutiae related to work or family or internal issues or whatever it is. And we don't often step back and see how, and think about even contemplate how we might fit into the grand scheme. In different studies, when researchers induced awe in participants in laboratories, such as they showed them panoramic clips of different scenic places on Earth, um, people behaved differently afterward. They behaved more pro-socially, meaning that they were more likely to talk to one another. They were more likely to help out. They were more likely to donate money even or volunteer time for strangers. So while more research apparently needs to be done on what elicits this type of awe and what actually the results are in a more particular way. Um, the article suggests that if you want to expand your understanding and knowing as you do it, that it's going to benefit you physically, it's going to benefit you emotionally. And I believe it would benefit you spiritually. Um, it talks about things like viewing a mountain range or an ocean or discovering something tiny, like looking through a microscope for the first time or contemplating a piece of music or maybe rediscovering a piece of art, something like that. But I was thinking that perhaps this type of research can connect to other studies, which prove that those who believe in God or pray or meditate are healthier in the long run, mentally and physically. Maybe it's regularly going before a glorious God and, and striving to know him, being aware of him, being aware of our 
uh, mortality, uh, putting our anxieties and fears to rest in him. Um, that is, to me, the most awesome thing to do in life. It's not even about a little town in Germany or seeing the Pacific coast or a volcano. It's that connection with the God who made us. So listen to this. This is Psalm 46. Talk about awe. God is our refuge and strength an ever present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations, exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. Parents, are you tired of helping put your kids' shoes on? They're squirming, watching cartoons, anything but helping. Luckily, it's Skechers to the rescue. Introducing new hands-free Skechers slip-ins. Footwear you can just get your kids to step into and their shoes are on. You don't need to bend over. You don't need to sit on the floor and try to wrangle them on. Actually, you don't even have to touch them. With Skechers slip-ins, they just step in and go. Plus, they're so easy, they could be the first shoes your kids can put on by themselves. And Skechers slip-ins are great for older kids, too. They're quick, easy, and fun. The secret is a unique comfort pillow in the heel that helps your child's foot slide securely into place and cradle it in comfort. Plus, they're available in all types of Skechers styles, with and without laces. And most are machine washable, so you can keep them looking newer longer. Get Skechers slip-ins, the where-have-you-been-all-my-life shoes, for your kids or for mom and dad today. Find Skechers slip-ins at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish shoes are sold. If you've ever visited the Flight 93 Memorial, you know how powerful it is. What you might not know is how all the families of the Flight 93 heroes purchased the land around the site to preserve it as a place of remembrance, including 13 acres they donated for the Remember Me Rose Garden, a stunning living tribute to the memory of their loved ones, without which no memorial visit is complete. Don't miss it. Plan your visit, donate, or volunteer at RememberMeRoseGarden.com. Hi, I'm Jackie Dorman. Have you ever caught yourself believing you'll never find a deeply fulfilling relationship with a marriage-minded Christian man? Well, you're not alone, and I can relate. For years, I believed I would never find the love of my life. If you're feeling stuck in negativity, I invite you to join me in my free Married in 12 Months challenge at lovestories.com. That's lovestories.com. I love seeing the transformation of a smile. There's a reason patients love Dr. Megan Stock, voted Pittsburgh Trib's best of the best dentist in Northern Allegheny County for the second year in a row. You don't have to do full mouth rehabilitation to really transform a patient's life for a patient to be able to smile confidently and be happy with their own smile. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. Stock Family Dentistry, Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Now that I've got your attention, let me tell you all about us. Whoa, tough crowd. Anybody out there? 
Hello, anyone? Fighting to be heard in today's competitive digital world? It's time for Salem Surround. Let us handle everything and get your message seen and heard. Let's turn up the volume on your business with Salem Surround. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. I commute to the station every day, and uh, I drive across two bridges, the Fort Duquesne Bridge and the Fort Pitt Bridge, uh, each of them twice, once on my way to work and once on my way home. And I have to say, I very rarely have any issues with rude drivers, any type of confrontation. I really, in fact, I've never seen that. All the years I've been driving to work, it's just never been a thing. So with interest, I saw an article in Forbes.com today, states with the most confrontational drivers are ranked. Okay, so they analyzed 10 key metrics from a survey across the nation to identify the states with the most confrontational drivers. Here are their key findings. Are you ready? The state with the most confrontational drivers. What do you think it is? Mm hmm. Gary, you want to make a guess? Um, well, I lived in Massachusetts. That they were pretty, pretty bad there. Okay, mm, that is not the answer. The correct answer is Utah. What? <laughs> Utah, out of a total score of one hundred, they got one hundred. That's how many confrontational. It's the most conservative That's, state in the. What does that mean? I was very shocking. I was, I couldn't. Utah. 100 out of 100, the most confrontational wow. drivers in America. All right, so looking in the general area of where we are, you mentioned Massachusetts, Gary. Massachusetts comes in at number 15. Okay, so Utah would be number one. The worst, most confrontational drivers in America are strangely in Utah. Massachusetts comes in at 15. Our southern neighbor, West Virginia, 16. And our eastern neighbor, New Jersey, at 17. Okay, now anyone who's driven in New Jersey, I cannot believe they're not like higher than that. I mean, that seems very, very generous to give them number 17. Anyway, so where's Pennsylvania? So looking further at the list, Ohio, our neighbor to the west, at 24, middle of the pack. Pennsylvania, 49. We are second to the nicest drivers. What? The nicest drivers in America are in North Dakota because there's about six of them. What are they going to fight about? Okay. We are at 49. Look at how nice we are. It's unbelievable. I don't think they're driving on the same roads I am. Well, I don't. Or maybe you. Maybe it's just the city. It might be. Do you find, do you find confrontation on your way to well, and from work? Well, I'm usually the one that. Starts it. Yeah, that's the whole. See, that is the whole problem. That is the whole no, problem. Not a lot of it. Anyway, I was proud of Pennsylvania when I read that. Okay, so listen, when you're driving home, if you're driving right now, don't embarrass us. Okay, don't ruin our average because we're looking very good right now. You can read that whole uh, article at Forbes.com. Also, a couple other things I saw in today's news that were interesting, and this is not good news. I'm sorry to tell you, New York Governor Kathy Hochul issued an executive order declaring a state disaster emergency over polio virus found in wastewater samples from several counties around New York City. Can you believe that? 
A case of paralytic polio was found in Rockland County, just north of New York City, earlier this summer. I mean, look, in all of our conversations about vaccines, and I'm happy to have them, I think it's important. I don't think that we ought to just, you know bow down and assume that the the governmental agencies have our best interest at heart at all times. I certainly think that asking questions is in our best interest. However, just tossing out the idea of a vaccine when some disease like polio could reassert itself is absolutely shocking to me. Absolutely shocking. Another article I saw is that a senior U.S. official told reporters that Russia has covertly funneled as much as $300 million to political parties and candidates in an effort to influence elections in more than 24 countries over the past eight years. They pay these sums in cash, crypto, and non-monetary contributions relying on FSB agents, oligarchs, and foundations think tanks as intermediaries. Good grief. Keep your money to yourself. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Code Eric. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Republican governors have escalated their practice of sending migrants to Democratic jurisdictions that serve as immigrant-friendly sanctuaries. In the latest protest of Biden administration border policies, Texas Governor Abbott sent two buses of migrants to the Washington, D.C. home of Vice President Harris, and Florida Governor DeSantis had two planes carry migrants to Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts. The White House denounced the governor's action as a cruel political stunt. But Governor Abbott said the administration continues ignoring and denying the historic crisis at our southern border. Greg Clugston, Washington. President Biden continues to earn low marks from American voters on his job performance. The president enjoys just 42 percent job approval from respondents to the Rasmussen Reports daily presidential tracking poll. Fifty five percent disapprove. This is SRN News. When it comes to higher education, it's worth considering a Christian university or college, one that reaffirms students' faith instead of tearing it down. Research shows that students who attend a Christian college can become significantly more committed to their faith, and that's an important investment to make. You care about the type of people who are teaching the classes and about the content of the courses just as much as you do about the strength of the academics. It matters that Christian faith is supported and shared. Find out about many schools at once by attending the free Christian College Fair with representatives of colleges and universities from across North America. Start planning now. Take advantage of the opportunity to meet with representatives from top Christian colleges throughout the country. Learn about financial aid, scholarship opportunities, and more. Take your first step to a Christian college education at Orchard Hill Church in Wexford, Saturday, September 24th from 11 to 1. That's the Pittsburgh Christian College Fair, Saturday, September 24th at Orchard Hill Church in Wexford from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. More at findyourchristiancollege.com. You know, it's true. Difficult times have a way of focusing us. We have to think about what matters most when it comes to our spending, our health care. No doubt. This is why so many people are joining MediShare right now. MediShare is a trusted way to save up to 50% on your monthly health care costs. More than 400,000 people have already made the switch. It's pretty obvious why, too, especially now during this challenging season with health care costs and out-of-pocket expenses going up. MediShare can save you a lot of money. The typical family saves $500 a month. 
And MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry that's worked beautifully for 29 years. There are different options to choose from to fit your budget. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Maybe now is the perfect time to make the switch and start saving. Here you go. Call 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. The coming midterms may be the most important election in the history of our country. The battle lines are drawn. The war for America's soul is on the line. Now is your chance to help freedom win. Join Salem Media Group and this station for the Battleground Talkers Tour. Coming in October, the best minds in conservative media and thought will dissect the coming election. Learn who is on the right side. Join us for a vigorous discussion about the issues that are so crucial to you, your family, and community. The economy and inflation, the border crisis, our civil rights under attack, higher taxes, and the effects the Biden administration is having on this country. The Battleground Talkers Tour will be something you never forget and could make the difference in this coming election. Join us. Wired Differently presents Gallagher, Hewitt, Prager, and Tatum. The Battleground Talkers Tour, Thursday, October 20th at the Doubletree by Hilton and Greentree. Tickets at wordfm.com. Sponsored in part by Abernathy and Hagerman Law. We'll see patchy clouds for tonight. Expect patchy late night fog as well with a low of 57. A blend of sun and clouds for tomorrow. We'll see patchy morning fog, then a beautiful afternoon and a beautiful start to the weekend, a high 82. Mostly clear tomorrow night, low 62. Partly sunny Sunday with patchy morning fog, then turning warm with a high of 82. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon. So glad you're with me today for The Ride Home. It is the Friday edition, which is the best edition. John Hall taking another day off. He is at the beach. We wish him the best. Um, but those of us who are here... On the Friday afternoon grind, listen, we have a great hour ahead. Boy, I got a chance to talk to uh, Karen Swallow Pryor in hour one. Hour two, I get to talk to Amy Shearing, Executive Director of the Women's Choice Network. Amy has been one of the most consistent and effective voices for the pro-life movement in Pittsburgh since I can remember. I, I, I don't have enough adjectives to talk about all of the good, consistent, effective stuff she has done Um since I've known her. And so I'm so excited Amy has set aside time to talk to us today about what things are like in the Poe versus Wade world. Um, Also, just one hour of extra sleep each night apparently can lead to better eating habits. We also have ahead of us the week in review and um, things to do in Pittsburgh this weekend. Plus, we'll celebrate National Guacamole Day. Or will we? I think we will. Anyway, um, it's not too early for me to tell you, Gary... Your weekend has begun. Thank you. I believe that was Gary himself who was wooing there. 
Um, for all uh, of the details about the show, you can go to johnandkathyshow.com or you can always find us at wordfm.com as well. Uh, in the crush of all the daily news, and it comes at as fast, whether you're looking via phone or computer or television, it's easy to put the war in Ukraine on the back burner. The invasion, believe it or not, was nearly seven months ago. And of course, our attention spans, all of us are unnaturally short. But three major American newspapers had stories today that really gripped me and provide, I don't know, a window into a portion of the war front that I think it's vital to understand. Um, I'm going to start with the New York Times today, who reports a mass gravesite uncovered in the city of Izium in northeastern Ukraine. Uh, it could hold bodies of more than 400 people who died during the six months of Russian occupation. Two days after uh, the president, Zelensky, uh, raised a flag over that city that they reclaimed from the Russians, teams of war crime investigators and prosecutors uh, ended up dispatched to the site, um, which is mostly pine forest and sandy soil. And they're looking at the uh, mass graves and they're confirming how many are there. Um, hundreds already killed by Russian forces. If the 400 is a right number, it would be the largest such mass grave to be uncovered since the war began. CBS News reports that once the um, Russian forces controlled Izium, they attempted to erase every trace of Ukrainian identity in the town. Quote, they burned our books, destroyed our schools, removed our TV channels and put on Moscow's propaganda, a resident told CBS. Anyone with connections to Ukraine's military forces was subjected to torture by the Russians and, quote, those who served in the security services were found taken away and beaten. And then the Washington Post reports that about 10 days before Ukrainian forces retook that city last weekend, Russian troops stationed there were so demoralized that they drafted letters begging their superiors to dismiss them from their roles. The 10 handwritten letters, which were dated August 30th, were left behind in a two-story residential house where Russians were squatting. Ukrainian soldiers later found the letters and provided them to the Washington Post for review. And the portrait they paint is very interesting. You can actually go onto the Post website and see photographs of the letters. If you can speak and read Russian, you can read them for yourself. Um, but they, the, the kind of the picture they're giving us is um, dejected troops. Um, they're desperate for a break. They need rest. They're concerned about their own individual health. They're not getting a response to that. Um, and their morale is very low after months of fighting. Um, here are a couple segments from some of those letters. Here's one quote. I refuse to complete my duty in the special operation on the territory of Ukraine due to lack of vacation days and moral exhaustion, wrote a man who identified himself as the commander of an anti-aircraft missile platoon from Moscow. Another soldier asked to be released, citing, quote, the worsening of my health and not receiving the necessary medical aid. Still another man said, quote, he was experiencing physical and moral exhaustion. Isn't that a sad, sad term, moral exhaustion. Others wrote complaining that they were denied vacation time for family obligations, including to get married or to witness the birth of a child. The similar style in which the 10 letters were written does seem to suggest that the troops were together and that they were worn out, they were disheartened, and they kind of banded together to draft the letters. 
The Post goes on to say that the area around the city's main square now looks apocalyptic. Nearly every building is damaged, if not destroyed. Shops completely looted. One shop owner painted no beer or vodka on the outside of his store, and someone else painted a Z on top of the message. Ukrainian troops were positioned throughout the city, some directing traffic away from roads blocked by abandoned equipment, others helping to move traffic across a pontoon bridge hastily set up so as to allow traffic to move between two sides of the town. Um, And the area around it is treacherous because there are roads of mines that are all over the place. There are a ton of damaged tanks that the Russian troops just left, other equipment that was just abandoned at the outskirts of the city. Uh, Washington Post reporters were turned away on one road leading into Izium, where soldiers warned that the roads were heavily mined and it wasn't safe for walking or riding. An unexploded anti-tank mine could be seen on the side of the road, a field of sunflowers in bright yellow growing just behind it. On a surprise visit to the city of Izium on Wednesday, the Ukrainian president declared that Ukraine's blue and yellow flag would fly, quote, in every Ukrainian city and village. Hours after his visit, according to the Post, a woman in a red coat walking downtown appeared apprehensive about everybody celebrating. Quote, are you sure the Russians aren't coming back? She asked. It's really sobering to read these accounts, but I do believe that it's important to keep them in our uh, in the focus of our attention as much as we possibly can for reasons of prayer. We have a lot of Ukrainians here in the city of Pittsburgh. The community is strong. Uh, the community has been committed to helping uh, family and friends and um, Ukrainians they have never met. Uh, on the other side of the globe. And uh, we have come alongside this Ukrainian community. And I bring this up in case you hear these news stories and you think, gosh, I wish there was something I could do. Well, I'm happy to tell you that there is. We're right in the middle of a campaign through Food for the Poor um, to raise money for Ukrainian refugees. So if you have a heart for this, if you hear that news story and you think, oh, you know, I, I've got 10 bucks, I've got a thousand bucks, whatever it is, um, and I would love to give it to someone who needs it. Well, there are a lot of people in Ukraine who need it. So you can go online right now to wordfm.com. There's a banner. You'll see the Ukrainian flag at the top of our uh, homepage, and you can just click that and um, give your gift, and it would be gratefully received. Okay, I'm going to step away, but when I come back, Amy Shearing will be with me, Executive Director of the Women's Choice Network. What's it like to work in the abortion and pro-con abortion field post-Roe versus Wade? We'll talk about it next. 101.5 WORD. Where things are really cooking, as well as baking, frying, and grilling. Got a favorite recipe you'd like to share? A longtime favorite family recipe. It could win you a $1,000 Williams-Sonoma shopping spree. If you love being around a hot stove. Being in the kitchen, cooking, I really love that. Enter the Your Favorite Recipe sweepstakes today. Not only could you win lots of new cookware and cutlery, but your recipe could be published. Just go to wordfm.com slash yummy. That's wordfm.com slash yummy. All right, it's Friday afternoon, and that means it's time to check in with our friend Marsha and all her co-workers down at the Springhouse. Marsh, welcome in. How are you? Great. How are you, Don Cap? Good. Tell me what this weekend holds down in 84. It's a wild week at the Springhouse. Weekend at the Springhouse this weekend, because we are taking 800 homemade from scratch pies to the <gasps> Coverbridge Festival. We're taking 1,000 dozen homemade cookies, nine different kinds. 
along with cobblers and cakes and chocolate milk and cotton candy milk and all kinds of good stuff like that. Plus, on Sunday, well, we're having a great meal here on Saturday, too, but on Sunday is our first annual 4-H hog roast meal. So we're going to be doing um, quarters of hog on the open pit outside, getting nice and charred on the outside of them, and real tender and moist on the inside. And then we're also doing barbecue pork, pork and sauerkraut, stuffing, mashed potatoes, baked beans, everything you can think of for an amazing fall meal. Oh, my gosh. Listen, if you want to usher in your fall 2022 in a way that you will not forget, listen to all the things Marsha has said to you and just do it. Go down to the Springhouse this weekend. For more details, springhousemarket.com. Thanks, Marsh. Thank you. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. Train up a child in the way they should go. Well, you know the rest. It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hills seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. I've worked in the uh, anti-abortion field for a long, long time since I was in college, and I have—I n- just never <laughs> expected that Roe versus Wade would be overturned. And you know, I follow the news every day. You know, I'm here on the air. John and I talk about it. I just didn't—I uh, just didn't expect that it would happen. I knew the makeup of the Supreme Court. I knew it had been talked about. I still didn't believe it would happen. Um, so when it did, I. F- found myself a little flat-footed thinking, you know, maybe I should have been more prepared and how I was thinking and what I was going to say and how I was going to, you know, frame it and, you know, how it kind of fit in with what I had come to understand over the last decades. I, I think maybe I wasn't the only one who was surprised, um, but uh, my position here on the air is very different than people who are on the front lines of this fight. And one of the people um, that I value most in the city who has been unflagging in her commitment and so consistent and so effective in her work. Those are the two words I always use when I talk about Amy, consistent and effective. Um, it's Amy Shearing, Executive Director of the Women's Choice Network, and I welcome her to the show. Aim, how are you? I'm great, Kathy. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Um, I guess first, first off, did you think that it would happen? Well, you know, it's uh, what I had at, since the leak. Um, when I heard about the leak, I bought a few bottles of champagne. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I put them in the refrigerator, <laughs> and we just 
waited for it to happen. And um, I, but I will say that there was a sense of just, uh, I don't think it sunk in. We, we, we chugged the bottles of champagne, our staff and I. I promised them that we would, and we did. And, uh, but it really took a while to sink in. Um, it was something that we had prepared for. But honestly, I think, as you just said, um, we, you know, there was part of me that just thought this will never happen in my lifetime. Uh, I know people that had prayed, you know, it's been 50 years. It's the really the biggest pro-life um, event in 50 years. And, um, you know, I know that people had been praying about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, so here we are on the other side of it. Yeah. So um, my thought that day was uh, a, a, a sense of dread Simply, I mean, not that it wasn't something to celebrate because it was something to celebrate. But at the same time, I was thinking, wow, okay, so the hard work now is really going to kick in because it's going to become much more of a local situation because states are going to have uh, the say-so. And so I was kind of trying to imagine what that was going to look like uh, on the ground. And you have been, as I said, on the front lines there. So uh, talk about post Roe v. Wade, what's the day-to-day life been like at the Women's Choice Network? Well, yeah, we've, you know, we're a group of pregnancy centers in the city. And um, so really since the leak, and that was earlier in the summer, um, we've endured a steady stream of threats and vandalism, fake clients coming into our centers, fake reviews online, online censorship. Um, we have been maligned by public leaders um, nationally who have condemned our work as deceptive. Um, now, more recently, on the state level, the Pennsylvania Senate Democratic Policy Committee met last week um, for a two-hour meeting to discuss the deceptive practices of anti-abortion centers. And not surprisingly, not a single pregnancy center was uh, represented in that two-hour meeting. But mm-hmm. they accused us of all kinds of things, um, and that, that we're hearing also in the in the news: dubious business practices and dubious medical services. And they've said that we're we're here to delay medical care and to prevent um, women from access and spreading misinformation, all kinds of things. Um, and even the city, the city of Pittsburgh, also. And this was the day after. The Dobbs decision, literally the next day, a bill was introduced in the city of Pittsburgh at the city council um, that basically accused us of deceptive advertising. Um, It singles us out as a fake clinic and, um, you know, began basically their onslaught of, of attack. And so. You know, my question to myself was, why, why all of this attention um, and interest in these little pregnancy centers, um, and why now? You know, many of these centers, as you know, Kathy, because you, you ran one for a little while, um, in, you know, we've been quietly serving for decades. I think this, our center's been open for 37 years. So why are we suddenly a threat mm-hmm. to women and, um, you know, uh, discouraging and limiting access and keeping people from medical care and those kinds of accusations? I, I think that I know the answer to this question. Um, I believe it's because when when we as Christians and as, as voters and as responsible citizens, when we see that there's a robust, effective alternative to abortion, it becomes very um, simple to talk about restrictions yeah. on abortion for the safety and health of women. But in the absence of those centers, um, abortion law seems 
like it's giving women freedom. And to restrict that appears to us to look like it, like it's mean. It's mean to women. It's harsh. It's taking away their rights and liberties. And um, so we have this, we have two narratives going on. And, and one is in the absence of, you know, if they get rid of us, basically. And the other is if we're, if we're out front. So, and honestly, one of the key reasons the Supreme Court could confidently rule on Roe was the overwhelming evidence that these pregnancy centers are making a difference, um, that they're actually serving women well. Back in 1973, there were only a handful of these centers in the, in the entire country. And now we are over 3,000 strong. And, and in Pennsylvania alone, pre- little pregnancy centers outnumber abortion clinics nine to one. Wow. So, so this really, it, it's, instead of just having an opinion about abortion, we have a solution. And I think that's what makes us appear dangerous. Sure. So, Amy, as you um, as you field the fake clients or the vandalism threats or the threats of violence or, you know, whatever you've been subjected to, um, I guess it's frustrating for me that there's so little media attention that's devoted to it. Um, Mm. And, but this is the game. This is the way it's always been played. So again, that's not a surprise to me, Um, but I'm grateful that we have this radio outlet so that we can talk about it. Um, And for all of the talk about just, we just want to keep women safe. um, It's really, I, the battle is not really about keeping women safe. The battle is really over that active abortion. It really is. It's it's the sacrament um, of of the left um, and not all the left. Right. I understand there are people listening who would lean left and would say, well, I'm not pro-abortion. Well, I'm grateful to hear that. But um, the overwhelming majority of people who speak publicly uh, from the left whether it's entertainment or it's politics or it's culture, you know, book publishing, newspapers, whatever it is, um, that abortion is the sacrament. And um, yeah. so, so uh, your, your reflections on that, Amy? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that abortion has not made good on any of its promises. Uh, we've had it uh, legal, free, um, legal and available and accessible to women um, for 50 years. And we were told it would be safe and it would be rare. We were told that women would be elevated, that that minorities would be helped. We we heard that children wouldn't be abused. We we heard all of these promises that abortion, the abortion industry made to us all along the way. And none of those things have come to pass. I feel like we've given it a shot. And now what the court has done is they've taken it out of the courts and put it into the hands of the people to vote on. And this is where I think it becomes very, very vital that people understand that there is a solution, there's an alternative that is very real. And, um, and we know this because we, we just saved, or you know, we just saw a woman choose life, and it was our 7,000th baby rescued from abortion. Wow. 7,000. Wow. It's, it's such a huge milestone. And I think you remember in 2015, we were, we were at, at, at 5,000. Right. 5,000 lives, and you were there um, when we were celebrating that, and now we're at seven. So this wow. Is a, we, are, we are expanding very, very quickly. Um, we are getting in front of this thing. One of the things that I think is most dangerous to women right now, you were talking about women's health, is um, really since 2020, we have telemedicine that provides abortion uh, to women without seeing a doctor. Um, they are literally... Um, making a decision about their reproductive system without seeing a doctor, without getting a sonogram, without having any idea what they're getting into with the, with the abortion pill. 
And the abortion clinic now is as close to women as their mailbox because these mm-hmm. come, many of them come through the black market into their mailbox where they are literally taking a drug uh, into their system, one pill and then a series of pills after that, that end the life of their child. And um, they're, do- they're having abortions in their bathrooms alone, oh. bleeding. And it, it is really a horror um, to think that this is health for women. And and so we're really, you know, one of the things is we're seeing this closing window of time within which we have to, you know, to reach her and to give her some information and some truth about not only her body and how it works and the development of her baby, also a sonogram so that she can actually come in for free and see what it is she's making a decision about and find out exactly how far along she is. So this early pregnancy diagnosis that we do is critical for anyone considering an abortion pill. And um, we also provide abortion pill reversal, which is an amazing, (laughs) amazing way to continue to give a woman choice. Even after she's made this choice for an abortion pill, many times she has instant regret. It's like the lights went out and Satan said, gotcha. And um, so she Googles and looks for, is there a way to get out of this? And, And we're there. And we can simply offer progesterone, which is just a very, very safe, hormone for women who are pregnant, and that uh, that basically reverses the process that began with the abortion pill. And so we've seen babies born <laughs> because we've been able to reverse an abortion pill process simply by educating her and helping her understand what was going on. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really kind of an exciting time to serve um, because we're just looking at all of these threats and vandalism as an opportunity. Finally, people are finding out that we exist. Yeah, I guess right. no, no, no publicity is bad publicity, um, I guess, because finally we're having people call and say, you know, I didn't even know you were there. Um, can you help me? And um, that's that's because of some of the negative and maligning advertising that's going on through the media. So I, I do appreciate that you talk about us and, and bring us out front. I think it's more of our friends in church and, like I said, people who vote responsibly. I think if they knew really the breadth of what these little pregnancy centers do for women, they would be much more comfortable with the kind of restrictions that our state would like to apply. And um, because those will be, those will be toward women's health Mm -hmm. and care. Which is why I feel so comfortable supporting the Women's Choice Network. Amy, I am going to put you on hold. I want to carry you over the break. Um, We need to step away. When we come back, I want to talk about some of those practical day-to-day things that a pregnancy center does. Um, Just If you're listening to this and you've never been to one, you don't know what they do, just stay with us. Hear the the one person helping another person. That's next. Nothing in this world beats real life experience. Now, of course, a lot of us have sent our kids to college. There's a lot of classroom work and theory and whatnot, but then hopefully there's a day where the rubber hits the road Mm -hmm. and your kid goes out and spreads wings and becomes part of the real life environment of what it is to earn a living. And prior to that, the internship is what gets you ready. Right. That's the time when you're like kind of in the work world, but not fully in the work world. Right. And you're kind of trying to test your wings and ask the questions and get some guidance and maybe perform well enough that you could get somebody's attention later on and maybe get a job. Right. Now at Grove City College, the opportunity for internships exists Mm -hmm. and people cement themselves inside of a, a corporation 
And once you graduate, then, I mean, the possibilities are endless. On campus, people come to Grove City and go, we know the nature, the quality Mm -hmm. of these students. This is an A+. We're invested in these students because we see what you produce. Count us in as corporate partners. So if that sounds interesting to you or something that might be appealing and a great thing for your child to strive for, consider Grove City College. Look them up online, gcc.edu. That's Grove City College. As the war on Ukraine stretches into six months, the needs of displaced and refugee families continue to grow. We cook on open fires under shelling and bombs just because if you don't, you will have nothing to eat. Millions are still homeless, waiting for an end to the fighting so they can figure out what comes next. They remain in desperate need of essentials, including food. Since March, Food for the Poor and our ministry partners have shipped more than 10 million meals to displaced families. These meals have been distributed through pastors and refugee assistance centers throughout Ukraine and surrounding countries, and the help is gratefully received, but the need for food is ongoing. So will you please consider giving a generous gift right now? Each meal costs just 25 cents, so a little goes a long way. $50 will provide 200 meals. $150 cents, 600. Please give your most compassionate gift now. Text SEND HOPE, all one word, to 91999. Text SEND HOPE, all one word, to 91999, and we'll send you a link to give. Or click the Help Ukraine banner at wordfm.com. We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. You're not too cool for me. And in return, I reciprocate that sentiment. I'll never be too cool for you. I was a man with a plan, but now I'm a dad with a decree, and you can't take that from me. Please let it be noted that I told my job they can dock my pay. Right now, it's just too important to take you to school every day. I want to be legendary for you. I want you to puff out your chest when you go to school the same way I do. I walk taller because of you, because I found everything to live for. That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. We'll see patchy clouds for tonight. Expect patchy late night fog as well with a low of 57. A blend of sun and clouds for tomorrow. We'll see patchy morning fog, then a beautiful afternoon and a beautiful start to the weekend. The high 82. Mostly clear tomorrow night, low 62. Partly sunny Sunday with patchy morning fog, then turning warm with a high of 82. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. When you hear a political leader or perhaps someone in entertainment talk about quote unquote pregnancy care centers, how they describe them and how I know them to be through many decades of interaction is completely and utterly different. Amy Shearing is my guest. She's the executive director of the Women's Choice Network here in Pittsburgh. Amy, I'm sure that must drive you out of your <laughs> out of your mind when people are describing what a pregnancy center is like. Right. It, it, you know, I think what uh, what a lot of people call us is Crisis Pregnancy Center, which, of course, was our name back in the 80s. Um, but uh, but the, the thing that they're not realizing is um, not, you know, we didn't just change clothing style since the 80s. We, we completely changed the way we do uh, the work that we do. Um, it has uh, progressed so far. And uh, so what a lot of people don't realize about about us is that we are, first of all, we're faith-based. We're not ashamed of that. We are a faith-based organization and we, we, we uh, love Jesus and we, um, we know that that's our motivation. Second, we're medical. So all of our clinics are medical clinics. They are run by doctors, uh, physicians in the area. We have three doctors who are our medical directors and uh, they're wonderful uh, servants. And we have 
on staff at all times, a nurse and a sonographer. So these are qualified people to do the pregnancy testing. A lot of people know we do pregnancy testing. They don't realize that we do sonogram, we do STD testing, we do STD treatment. So we're, we're really reaching into the, the world of the person who is um, experimenting with sex. They are taking risks. Um, they are vulnerable, and um, so we, we make sure that we can meet them medically right where they are. So we provide an early pregnancy diagnosis. Uh, we provide some early care before her prenatal care begins, and, uh, and then we do some assessment after that. The, another distinctive, I think, about us is, is these pregnancy centers also meet the needs of men. We know that for every story about a pregnancy, there's a, there's a man involved, and uh, so we pull him into the game early. And uh, we make sure that he, his voice is heard. A lot of times we hear, you know, um, the, the, the sort of the pro-abortion side of things would say to him, sit down, shut up, and pay. Um, his, his job is to agree with whatever she wants to do right. and go along with it. And we get him up off the, the sidelines and into the game. I mean, we are really active. We have men on our staff who, who engage with these young guys and really encourage their voice, even if you know, no matter what they have to say, we want to hear from them. And we know that the biggest influence in her decision is the father of the baby, even if they're not dating, even if they barely know one another. His, his take on this is incredibly powerful, and we want him to know how much power and influence he actually has. So speaking with men and walking through um, their journey is, is really powerful because we want to build dads. We don't want to just mm-hmm. have thoughts. FOBs, we call them father of the baby. Um, we want to build dads, and so we want to see him grow and develop as a as a man, as a father, and um, and to become a really great dad in his child's life. What a what a culture changer that is! I mean, yes. when we begin to get dads really yep. on board, it it changes the culture. So we have a program called Doctor Dad, where we teach him how to care for an infant, how to child proof proof his home, uh, just very practical things. And uh, so that's a big piece piece of our program too. So um, a lot of people don't realize that that men are involved, and that and the main thing, really, Kathy, is that is that this is a long term ministry. We we're not like a, an emergency room, which is pretty much treat them and street them, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they <laughs> you get in, you go out, and uh, they fix you up and send you out the door. Um, that's very transactional, but we're a transformational. Um, work. I mean, we, all of these pregnancy centers really work over the long term. We're in this for the journey. So the day a person says, well, I think I can do this. I think I can carry this baby to term. That's day one. That's not the end. (laughs) That's the beginning. And so for the next couple of years in her life, we're just helping her establish um, a lot of assets in her life. And one of the main things that we're helping her get is is a faith community. We really want to see her in church. We want to see that family um, come into the into the community of faith, so that there's going to be nurture for that child throughout the child's whole life. So this is really a lifelong thing. And because we've been here 37 years, those initial babies, the first of the 7,000, those kids are in their 30s now. Hmm. How <laughs> about have, that? Some of them are. Some of them are married and have kids of their yeah, own. Yeah, I've met we some actually, of them. It's really amazing. <laughs> it's awesome. It's, that's the great thing about getting old is you get to see, you get to see all of that. That's but, so true. Amy, I'm sorry I have to cut you off, but our time is up. Amy Shearing, the Women's Choice Network. Amy, tell us what your website is. 
It is mypregnancycenter.org. Mypregnancycenter. Mypregnancycenter.org. Aim, I love you. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, guys. Bye-bye. 101.5 101.5 WORD. You could win a four-day trip to America Fest 2022 in Phoenix this December to join Charlie Kirk and other conservative speakers. Learn how to defend your God-given rights. Winners receive flights, hotel, rental car, and VIP tickets to AmFest 2022. When you enter, you'll receive a PDF download of the Unashamed and Unafraid Challenge, a five-day study to grow your understanding of your calling to biblical citizenship. Sign up now at wordfm.com America. Critical race theory. Is it critical or corrupting? Prominent Christian leaders fall into both camps. If the debate has left you confused and questioning, Rocky Springs Church presents a CRT conference Saturday, September 24th in Harrisville, PA, within 10 minutes of Grove City, that examines the history of CRT, how we got here, is it compatible with the gospel, and where do we go from here? Register at crtconference.rockyspringschurch.org, crtconference.rockyspringschurch.org. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-333-1750. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-333-1750. 800-333-1750. If you've ever visited the Flight 93 Memorial, you know how powerful it is. What you might not know is how all the families of the Flight 93 heroes purchased the land around the site to preserve it as a place of remembrance, including 13 acres they donated for the Remember Me Rose Garden, a stunning living tribute to the memory of their loved ones, without which no memorial visit is complete. Don't miss it. Plan your visit, donate, or volunteer at RememberMeRoseGarden.com. Are you tired of exposing your retirement to stock market risk? How would you like the potential to participate in credited interest from market-indexed returns and limit the downside? Join Michael Battellini for the Retirement and Income Radio Show, Saturdays at 11.30 a.m. here on Word FM. You can also call Michael Battellini now for your complimentary customized Retirement and Income Radio Kit and Retirement and Income Radio Book at 1-844-449-SAFE. That's 1-844-449-7233. It's been another week. That means it's time for John and Kathy's Week in Review. What was everyone talking about this week? I would say people were talking about the uh, death of Queen Elizabeth II and her uh, state funeral coming up on Friday. I also think that Ukraine pushing the Russian army out of Izium was a big story. What was a conversation that made you think? This was hard. 
Uh, I had several conversations this week, including the two I had today, uh, Karen Swallow Pryor in the four o'clock hour and Amy Shearing just now that were both very thought provoking. Um, I thought this morning, though, of Chris David, um, who I met for the very first time on Tuesday. He was on at 410 and um, I'm sorry, it's not David. It's Davis. As, as that came out of my mouth, I thought that doesn't sound quite right. He wrote a new book called A Bright Hope for Tomorrow, How Anticipating Jesus' Return Gives Strength for Today. It was so good. I mean, it it's like um, it's not a, a flowery, like, you know, edge of the Grand Canyon book. You know, so you're going to get motivational quotes and that sort of it's not that at all. It's actually something like very practical and um, something that would be, you know, effective for your day. And so um, I really appreciated that. If you missed my Tuesday 510 um, conversation with Chris Davis or any of the uh, content that we have here on The Ride Home, you can always find our uh, podcast wherever you get your podcasts, The Ride Home with John and Kathy. What did you eat? Well, it's not what I what did I eat. It's what I'm about to eat. Um, this evening, I decided that it's uh, Vincent's right here in Green Tree. Uh, the Pizza Bianco is the white pizza, which is uh, olive oil, garlic, tomatoes. It's absolutely dreamy. It's my it's my favorite white pizza in Pittsburgh. And if you're interested in getting that, which I think you should be, you should definitely also get a Thomasine's Mediterranean salad to go on the side because, man, that is a good combination. What did you watch? Last night I just finished For All Mankind. Um, this is the Apple uh, series produced by Apple, written by Apple, about an alternate history of what would have happened if the Russians landed on the moon before the Americans landed on the moon. And so the whole series is basically the space race, what it would have looked like between the Soviet Union and America. And there are a lot of historical elements. There's a lot of, of historical footage, presidential speeches that are fit into this alternate timeline. It's very, very well done. I gave season one a 10 out of 10. I thought it was that excellent. Season two, I gave it an eight out of 10. I got to be honest with you. Season three, I think I brought it down to a six. Like I I really didn't like how they ended it. Uh, it. This should not discourage you from starting it. Maybe you'll like season three better than I did. But season one for sure is worth a watch. What hacked you off? Listen. When I heard President Biden giving that weird like speech where he was like lit up in red. Remember that? <laughs> where he was talking about. You know how the the fringe portions of the Republican Party are a danger to democracy. Okay, I actually thought he was serious until I found out that the Democratic Party, of which he's the head, sank three over three million dollars in supporting the MAGA candidate for Senate in New Hampshire, Don Bolduc. Okay, three million plus they put into a candidate who supposedly is going to wreck democracy. So as soon as I found that out, I thought, well, clearly the president doesn't believe it's a threat to democracy or he wouldn't be funding it. Now, of course, the reason that the Democrats sank money into Bolduc is they think that he's going to be easy to beat in uh, a, a uh, general election. But that's truly beside the point. It's one of the most, it's so 
cynicism producing to think that a national leader, especially a president, is going to get up on some kind of podium in front of Independence Hall and tell you what a threat to democracy is. And then in the darkness, he's going to be funding it. I mean, it's just it's outrageous. It should never have happened. It's I can't think of a thing that's made me more disappointed in politics in the last I don't know how many years than that. What was the best news you heard this week? Well, we are in the process of sending a lot of love and care to refugees in Ukraine. Um, each day on the show, I try to bring up one story about Ukraine, so it just kind of stays in the forefront of our mind. And Food for the Poor is doing such a great job. They've got over 300 pastors that are already on the ground. They're people who live in Ukraine, who know what their congregations need. And Food for the Poor is taking our donations to them. So in case that sounds interesting to you, I would love for you to log on to wordfm.com. You'll see the Ukrainian flag, the blue and uh, yellow flag in the top corner. All you do is click on it. You can give your donations. That's all good news. What have you been listening to? Hmm. You can start to play that good song, Gary, because it's just that great. Um, my favorite jazz pianist passed away this week, uh, Ramsey Lewis. And uh, I grew up listening to Ramsey Lewis with my, with my dad. And he has some of the happiest music in the world. I, I played um, Dancing in the Streets earlier, two different days this week, because it's my favorite song by him. Um, this is The In Crowd, which is also great. It's on a different album. Um, Father Tom Soroka from St. Nicholas Orthodox Church in uh, McKee's Rocks sent me a text message and suggested I play this one, which I love, absolutely love. Um, so check this out. This is The In Crowd. This is Ramsey Lewis and his trio. Difficult times have a way of focusing us. We have to think about what matters most when it comes to our spending, our health care. No doubt. This is why so many people are joining MediShare right now. MediShare is a trusted way to save up to 50% on your monthly health care costs. More than 400,000 people have already made the switch. It's pretty obvious why, too, especially now during this challenging season with health care costs and out-of-pocket expenses going up. MediShare can save you a lot of money. The typical family saves $500 a month. And MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry that's worked beautifully for 29 years. There are different options to choose from to fit your budget. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Maybe now is the perfect time to make the switch and start saving. Here you go. Call 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. 
Celebrate fall during Community Market Days at Bedner's Farm and Greenhouse. Every Saturday from 11 to 3, Bedner's has plenty to enjoy, including local goods and vendors, a food truck, live music, wine tastings, cooking and gardening workshops, DIY and kids' activities, plus everything you need for your fall gardening and decor, with fresh-cut pumpkins, gourds, corn stalks, mums, and lots more. Community Market Days, every Saturday at Bedner's Farm and Greenhouse and McDonald. Visit Bedner'sGreenhouse.com. Do you have a passion for helping others? Turn it into a rewarding career at LifeSteps. LifeSteps is hiring caring people to make a difference in the lives of individuals with disabilities. Full-time and part-time positions available with opportunities close to home. No degree or experience necessary. LifeSteps offers flexible schedules, paid training, and generous benefits. Make a difference today. Call 724-283-1010 or visit LifeSteps.net. LifeSteps is an equal opportunity employer. Being a believer in Christ means a lifelong pursuit of getting to know God better. The devotional book titled God Is examines 26 attributes of God, one short chapter at a time. As you request a copy of the book from Truth For Life today, you'll learn about God's patience, His holiness, His faithfulness, just to name a few. And you'll learn how these characteristics were perfectly displayed in the Lord Jesus. Visit truthforlife.org slash donate. Want to say big on new blinds? Blindster.com offers custom-made blind shades and shutters shipped directly to you at prices less than big box retailers. Shop Blindster now and save 45% off any order. Just use code RADIO. Offer and soon. Shop today. Blindster.com. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, Lay the word, Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Want to improve your diet? Try getting better sleep. I know that sounds crazy. It sounded crazy to me, too. But I was persuaded by this article in today's Washington Post. Check this out. I mean, holy smokes, makes me want to go to bed early. I mean, not really, but a little bit. In recent years, researchers have discovered that our sleep habits strongly influence the amount and types of food we eat, and even whether we gain or lose body fat. Losing sleep can trigger brain and hormonal changes that stimulate food cravings, which can drive us to consume more calories, especially from junk food. Research suggests that getting just one hour of additional sleep each night can lead to better eating habits and may even help you lose weight. What? Yes. Sleep experts say that the average adult should get at least seven hours of nightly sleep. Yet, of course, one in three adults fails to get enough shut-eye because they're doing what I do at night, which is they're watching TV or they're surfing the web, right? Now, there are also people who have more you know, serious conditions like chronic insomnia or restless leg syndrome or whatever it is that would keep you from sleeping. Um, but people like me just have bad habits. And people who are sleep deprived experience changes in brain activity. Studies show that when a person misses out on sleep, the part of your brain that's involved in pre- pleasure seeking and reward responds super strongly to really crappy food, right? And not only that, but sleep loss causes decreased activity in the other part of your brain that regulates food intake. So not only do you want bad food for you, but you also can't make yourself stop. Okay, this is like all the bad things falling together. Now this, seriously, listen to this. 
Last year, a group of researchers analyzed data from 36 studies that included several hundred thousand people. So this is a big study. They found that people who routinely slept less than seven hours per night had a 26% higher risk of becoming obese. Can you believe that? People who routinely slept less than seven had a 26% higher risk of becoming obese. One trial found that when people slept just five and a half hours a night, they ate between 300 and 550 extra calories per day. That's a lot. That is a lot. Now, the good news is, for those of us who are chronically sleep deprived, is that you can undo the damaging effects of sleep loss on your diet and waistline. Okay, so there was an article in the Journal of the American Medical Association that scientists recruited 80 overweight adults who slept less. They slept about six hours a night. One group was counseled on how to get more sleep. The other group didn't get any extra information, and they were that was like the control group. Um, but the counseling sessions were training people to stay off their smartphones and any uh, you know iPad, whatever, as they were getting ready for bed. They're basically teaching humans how to be humans, which is that you kind of have to wind down before you get to bed. The researchers followed the group for two weeks, and they found that the people in the counseling group extended their sleep by roughly 1.2 hours a night and reduced their food intake by 270 calories a day. People. Now, I hate to go to bed early. I absolutely hate it. I've said before on the air, I feel like I'm giving up on the day. But I read this article earlier in the week, and I thought to myself, I'm going to try it. So I went to bed early Wednesday night. I went to bed at 1030. And then last night, I went to bed at midnight, which for me is still early. And I have to say, I mean, I don't know if I'm eating less, but I, I do feel better. What am I going to watch my stuff? I can't watch TV during the day. TV during the day is just unacceptable to me. I just cannot do it. TV never comes on during the day. But I'm telling you, when it turns into 930 at night, man, I am in place and ready. And I need a snack. It's a lot to manage. All right. You're a mess. Yeah, I am a mess. Carrie, <laughs> gosh. Things to do in Pittsburgh this weekend. Um, Elton John is going to be here 8 p.m. tonight at PNC Park. So if you're going to the concert, I hope you have a great time. And Too if, late. If, if, you're, if, you're not, if you're not going to the concert, then don't drive anywhere near there. That's part of his farewell tour that started in 2018. So it's been a really long farewell, like a super long one. Anyway, uh, that's interesting. Uh, I think there are still some tickets available. Uh, you can go to the Pittsburgh Pirates page, I think. Um, also, the 12th annual Pittsburgh International Jazz Festival opens with a taste of jazz party, 9.30 tonight at the August Wilson Center in downtown. Uh, evening will include a concert by Ron Carter and his Foresight Quartet, followed by music from Venetia Gold and Lauren Talese, and a jam session led by Oren Evans. The festival then moves to Highmark Stadium and Station Square for music from 1 to 10 p.m. tomorrow and 1 to 10 p.m. Sunday. Uh, you can show up and hear Stanley Clark, um, Incognito, The Average White Band, who I love, um, Samara Joy, Melissa Aldana, 
uh, et cetera, et cetera. There's a bunch of people. If you go online and look at pittsburghjazzfest.org, you can find out all the information there. Um, also, uh, Food Fun Music and Beer at Oktoberfest is this weekend at the Penn Brewery in the north side, which is always a fun place to go. Um, if you've never been to that, you really should go to that. It's super fun. And then if you're interested in outside stuff, because it's going to be really Really nice weather. Weather. The uh, Mon Yawk Trail Council is going to host the 28th annual Yawk and Roll Ride and Party on the trail, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. tomorrow at the Great Allegheny Passage Trailhead at Donner Street in Boston in Elizabeth Township. There's going to be music, food, artists, giveaways, lots of stuff for kids, um, all sorts of stuff. And... This is always a fun thing. Uh, the Sweetwater Center for the Arts is going to host its annual Mavuno Festival noon to five tomorrow at Riverfront Park uh, on Chadwick Street in Swickley. The event's going to feature arts, crafts, music, entertainment, all the summer stuff you love to do, food, vendors, you name it. The festival was created to celebrate black arts and cultural achievements in the community. Um, and there's an opening reception planned for 6 p.m. tonight. It's going to start in just a couple minutes. That'll go up until 9 at the center on Broad Street. And you can see exhibitions of work by Pittsburgh-based black artists. And I hope you have a great weekend, Pittsburgh. See you right back here on Monday. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.